on episode number 26 of the To Be Encouraged podcast, Bishop Julius C. Tribble speaks on being United Methodist while refuting misinformation. This is part one of a two-part series. And that is to remind people that we are not only followers of Jesus Christ, but we also are uh, ambassadors of hope, instruments of God's grace, uh, and we also, as children of the Wesleys, the children of the Wesley, we believe in uh, what we call the practical theology. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Bishop Tremble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Tremble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello again, good people, and welcome to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Treble, bringing an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. Bishop Treble is here to bring us some good words here today. And today, among the things that he has had on his mind is uh, is the topic of misinformation. So, Bishop Treble, welcome to your podcast, and uh, some things are on your mind today. Yes, I'd just like to say thanks, Brad. It's good to be in conversation with you. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful day here in central Indiana, and I hope that wherever uh, people are today that uh, they are experiencing peace. We know there's not peace everywhere in the world, so we certainly want to continue to pray for peace in places where there's an absence of peace. Uh, and we just uh, want people to know that life may be tough sometimes, but God is still in the caring business and still wants us to pay attention to being compassionate. I just want to say a word or two about being United Methodist. You know, I, I, I celebrate being United Methodist. I, I'm Christian first, uh, but I was raised in the Methodist tradition and I'm now uh, 40 years of ordination. And we talked about this uh, before. This is my 40th year of ordination. Uh, I was ordained a deacon in the United Methodist Church while I was in seminary. Uh, at Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary. So I'm celebrating 40 years of ministry this year. And I think about all of the people along the way who have encouraged me in my walk, in my Christian walk, and people who've encouraged me in the United Methodist Church. Uh, I'm privileged to serve as a bishop in the United Methodist Church. And uh, now in my seventh year, uh, in my seventh year in the Indiana Conference, one of the things that we have a responsibility for as bishops is what's called the teaching role. And that is to remind people that we are not only followers of Jesus Christ, but we also are 
uh, ambassadors of hope, instruments of God's grace. Uh, and we also, as children of the Wesleys, the children of the Wesley, we believe in uh, what we call the practical theology. So we not only worship God on Sundays, but we believe that our worship of a faithful God should result in a faithful response as we care for people, uh, particularly people who are marginalized and people who are hurt. As in Matthew, uh, in, in, in Matthew 25, Jesus said, if I was hungry, did you feed me? If I was naked, did you bring me clothing? If I was in prison, did you visit me? If I was ill, did you bring comfort to me? And it is our expectation and my expectation that we who are United Methodists would live uh, up to our highest uh, potential as followers of Jesus Christ. On well, recent recent weeks, have we just been getting some misinformation? Some of our churches uh, have, you know, heard that well, maybe uh, maybe some United Methodists don't believe in the resurrection. I mean, I can't believe that that's actually being said, or or, or we don't believe Sometimes in the it's Bible. Astou- it's astounding where this stuff comes from, does isn't it, Bishop? Some of this stuff. I, I don't know where some of the sources of this, or we don't believe in the Bible, uh, and of course, the Bible is. Is, is the primary, uh, uh, as we say to everybody being ordained, we, it has everything that is necessary for salvation. Uh, and we believe that the Bible uh, is, is the word of God, the living word of God, and it requires us to apply it to today's life. Um, but we also believe in the Trinity. We believe in God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we believe God saves us, but also restores us and restores and and brings healing to all of creation. But God doesn't just save us for the sake of being saved. God saves us for the for the for the purpose of 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 uh, doing doing all the good that we can in all the places that we can. Sounds kind of Wesleyan, too, a little bit there, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. And so on this process here, this misinformation does seep into our local churches sometimes and does seep into kind of the, the, the conversation a, a, as a whole. And how is this, uh, I'll just call it a kind of a corruption of our of, of way people are thought of it. How is it impacting uh, our churches and how can clergy and, and laity uh, speak against it and still be kind? Uh, give us some insight here. Well, I, I I think it may be impacting some of our churches or some of our churches that may be in the process of discerning whether they want to continue to be United Methodists. If if you're if you're given information that really the United Methodists have drifted away from. From the historic church that you, you're familiar with, that we're no longer committed to uh, the central doctrines of 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 of, of our faith. Uh, somehow we're 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 we we've created a new way, new pathway that does not include uh, um, adherence to our book of discipline, or does not include the emphasis upon grace for all people, or or somehow we've we've abandoned our commitment to mission, both locally and globally, then I can see how persons might question whether they wanted to remain in, in a denomination that had somehow abandoned its primary mission. And that's nothing could be further from the truth. So 
I think most churches that are fully engaged in being missional and doing ministry in their local places, you know, caring for the members of the congregation and also caring for their communities to the best of their ability, find themselves excited about mission and opportunity. We see that in response, not only to just disasters or things that happen, but ways in which we've continued to try to be adaptive during the two, two, three years of a pandemic. So we're reaching people now on different platforms. Uh, we're also continuing to respond to people who are in greatest need in our communities. And in the Indiana conference, we've emphasized uh, connecting with children, making children important and children matter most. Uh, and we've continued to support ministries that allow churches to do new things in their communities while they continue with some of their long-standing traditions. I want to go with you on just a couple of a couple of different tracks here on this whole area of misinformation. I'm intrigued by it because I think it's just a part of our culture right now. I've been watching some some uh, reports about how the news media does things in our in our world and how there's you know different ways it's uh, used and abused. Do you think? Go with me here for a minute, dear uh, mm -hmm. Bishop. Do you think that the, perhaps there is an element of the evil one at work and a kind of a spiritual warfare type of thing to sow disinformation as a way to divide the church and to, so that we keep away from doing mission and the work to really save souls? Do you think there's anything to that? I think the, I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head. I had a friend a friend of mine who's who's uh, pastoring the Baptist church in Chicago. He told me, he said, Julius, you know, you're making this overcomplicated. He said, even some of the things that you see on the news and some of the discord you see in the body politic, which is drifted over into the church has infected every part of our, every part of our society. You know, people's are adamant about protecting their second amendment rights of bearing arms or their first amendment rights of saying anything they want to say even if it might do harm by exercising their freedom of speech. And uh, he said, this is really uh, nothing that we should be surprised about because Jesus talks about it in the gospel of John. So, so Jesus said, Jesus said that uh, uh, the, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Mm. Yeah. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. So the wow. thief and the enemy, the devil, if you will, has an agenda and that agenda that agenda is to take you away from both your focus of love for god love for jesus and love for neighbor and somehow to create this notion that we all have to have enemies uh and those enemies uh have to be our focus as opposed to our mission and our mission of being transmitters of god's love uh ambassadors of of god's hope uh, and and, con and conveners of God's mission. I, I believe that's the case. Because what's it? What's it? You know, John ten ten. Bit, we're looking for the abundant life, the full mm -hmm. life, and that's an expansion of the kingdom, not kind of an inward focus here. In, in my mind, the evil one wants us to look inward. We're going to leave it right uh, right there for the moment with that discussion about spiritual warfare. We're going to continue with this conversation regarding uh, a conversation around misinformation regarding United Methodists. 
on ep- on part two of this two-part episode. That'll be episode number 27 at 2beencouraged.com slash episodes slash 027. Be available about a week or so uh, after this episode number 26 is published. We invite you to tune in to that next time on the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble and your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen, to be encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. And never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.